Hello, everybody. Welcome to the Toast to the Goodfellas podcast. I am your co-host, Alan. And I am your co-host, Nicholas. Toast to the Goodfellas is a podcast designed to pick the brains and talk with the creative minds of those who are from or have lived in Southwest Florida. It's tailored toward any topic of discussion, social, business, etc. We encourage them to share their stories and provide advice on how to impact change in their community from their personal life experiences. From entrepreneurs, corporate employees, students, musicians, etc., we invite anyone to join our show to chop it up and share their gifted minds to the community. Man, I am so excited to start this podcast alongside of my boy, Nick. Yo, yo. Yo, honestly, before we actually get this started, I want to acknowledge some people that helped make the content for us. So first and foremost, I want to thank Melvin Silverio. Take that, take that, take that. He did design the logo for us. So shout out to you, my guy. I really appreciate that. Another guy I want to give a lot of kudos to is my dog, Ralph Pierre. With the flicks, though. Take him them flicks. You got that right, man. Um, thank you for helping us put that content on social media. Just a little bit about myself. Um, I'm from Miami, Florida. I've been living here for five years. Why I want to do this podcast. I really want to meet other people, have open-minded conversations, and just talk about your business ideas. Man, you are totally right. Again, my name is Nicholas. Uh, I want to talk a little bit about myself. I'm originally from New York City. I moved to Fort Myers, Florida well, about eight years ago. The cool thing about it is actually me and Alan are, went to the same university, FGCU, and we're part of the same fraternity as well, Sigma Lambda Beta International Fraternity Incorporated. We just vibe really well. Like uh, We have a like-minded mindset. We both want to hustle, get things done. But we also want to shout out Southwest Florida because we have some interesting people here. And we just want to highlight the creators, highlight the professionals, highlight everybody that's just trying to go out every day and just get it every day. So shout out to y'all. All right, bet, bet, bet. Now... I definitely want to introduce somebody who we have both known for years now. Um, she's been living in Southwest Florida for a pretty long time. Um, really good friend of ours. Um, really hard-working woman. And I definitely wanted to bring her on because, man, she's so cool, too. You know what I mean? Um, and she has some great insight for y'all. So I want to welcome Vanessa Fernandez. Vanessa, how are you doing today? Hey, hey, I'm doing great. Fantastic. I'm really excited to be a part of um, your podcast and really this awesome project that you guys are putting together. I think it's going to be phenomenal. And we see what you're doing right now with, with Sizzle Southwest Florida and Where to Eat 239. We'll dive into that a little bit. So, Vanessa, how does it feel to be on our very first episode? Oh, it is an honor, really. When you all first reached out to me, you know, I was just shocked and just you know i felt great so i really appreciate it and i'm really excited to really start this project with you, you. know it's super funny when i first reached out to vanessa it took her forever to reach back to me and i thought she was ducking me but i forgot she's a busy woman so she got things to do but she got back to me accordingly we uh made sure everything was on point so that we can get this podcast up and running and now we're in the first episode. Yo, you had me scared. I'm like, yo, did she get back to you? Did she get back to you? I'm like, I want to really want to get this started. Man. I was like, yo, where's she at? You know what? I was probably at a restaurant. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Taking pictures of all the food. We see those pictures that you put on social media, man. I'm just like, every time I scroll past that, I'm like, man, I just ate, but then I get hungry again. <laughs> so, Vanessa, for all the years that you've been living here in Southwest Florida, 
What do you see the area like? Do you want to give the people a little bit of your life story? Yeah, no, of course. Um, well, as you said, Vanessa Fernandez, APR. Um, I am actually not from the Southwest Florida side. I was born and raised in West Palm Beach. So similar, other coast, right next to the ocean, same thing. Um, and I moved here to go to FGCU, Florida Gulf Coast University. Um, I guess it was just kind of fate the way I ended up working with Sizzle Southwest Florida and the Food Idea Group. But um, once I met the founder, co-founder, Raphael, at FGCU uh, through Greek Life, you know, I guess history was just written right then. Um, but otherwise, so I knew I wanted to be in writing, knew I wanted to be in communication and media. So when I first got to FGCU, I did that as my major, chose communication, studied that, studied some design, which that's really just amazingly helpful in the world that we live in now. It's very different when I moved here eight years ago. Just back then, I mean, Instagram didn't exist. And imagine how big that is now. So it's been a transition. And you have such an advantage over people who didn't want to take design classes or communication classes because these social media platforms are definitely on the rise and people with the skills in these platforms are thriving all over the United States and all over the world. It's not like everybody's still stuck only using Microsoft Paint. I mean, people make good stuff with Microsoft Paint, but... Uh... <laughs> you know no shade to nobody but it's definitely a skill to have i think i made like a stick figure on like microsoft paint that's it i don't know how to do anything else i was trying to design a logo the other day on microsoft paint and man it, it came out atrocious i sent it to melvin who designed our logo i'm like yo can you design this thing for me dude because i don't know but he uses he uses photoshop and all that man the guy's a guru but yeah microsoft paint man good old paint <laughs> that's like the pinball game that everybody had on their yo yes yes high key so i'm a, I'm a big foodie guy I, I love to eat um so i definitely i'm a big follower of your page Raphael's page guys page the where to eat 239 page um so can you give us a little bit of background of like the actual social media posts because you guys post this food and i'm, I'm, I'm here thinking Man, y'all eat very well, but do y'all really sample everything? <laughs> you know, that is definitely one of the questions that we get a lot. Um, and I'm happy to, like, let people experience this food, too, so we can talk about that later. Um, but, yeah, so I, after I graduated from college, then I got into social media, marketing, public relations, just a little bit of everything. I mean, I was doing everything from managing social media, designing emails, designing mailers, ads, all that kind of stuff. Um, but, you know, I really wanted to go into something niche, something that was really focused in one topic, not a bunch of different things. So that was a change for me. But like I said, it was just kind of like history, the way it all happened. Um, so then I joined the Food Idea Group. And one of the brands under our umbrella is Where to Eat 239 that you mentioned. Um, Really, right now, it's a very large, one of the largest food groups for the Southwest Florida area on Facebook, right? Yeah, like over 10,000 people talking daily about food. So if you don't want to hear it from me, hear it from somebody else. <laughs> but, um, but yeah, we, we sample just about everything. And we're really just trying to build a community, like the food community here. 
really grow it. Let people experience what's out here because it's not all like, you know, Zaxby's is great. But wait, wait, wait. You can't just go back past Zaxby's like that. We got to say it's great twice because I love Zaxby's. <laughs> but then again, you eat so much food. You probably know way better food than I know because I mostly know fast food. Yeah, I'll definitely say I expanded my palate. It was not uh, <laughs> not that refined before, but there's some stuff out there that you just have to try. So, but doesn't, um, so you say you sample everything, but like, um, you know, I know in the commercials, sometimes they like paint like the burger or something or they make it inedible. I think that's how you say the word, right? Inedible, right? Bro, I graduated a communication degree and I can't answer that question properly. You can't eat it. Yeah, yeah, right, right, right. I know what it means. I just didn't know if you were saying it right. Yeah. <laughs> so, um, so do you do it? Does that happen a lot where they just like make it inedible and just pretty and like what's the process in doing that? I feel like it, that takes like a long ass time. You know, I bet it does. The funny part about it is we don't do that for the clients that we work for. Um, you know, we want to show you the food as it is. I don't want like, you know how it is when you see a commercial and you're like, yeah, that burger looks good, but I know it's not going to look like that. Yeah, 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 yeah. It's kind of like when they, um, I know for like a pizza commercial, when they take out the pizza and like you see like the cheese come up, I heard they put like glue in the middle or some shit like that. What? Yeah, yeah. I saw, I saw, I saw some crazy shit. Bro, he was looking up like fast food conspiracy theories or something like that. Yo, I must have been real hungry or some shit. To make it look extra scrumptious. You know, my question actually is pretty funny, and I think a lot of people have the same question. But my question is, do you actually have to pay for all this food or they just give it to you because you're like going to be doing business with them? Now, look, I can't tell you guys all the background of my ways. But what, what I'll say is that we don't go places just to eat for free or anything. We go because we want to experience what these chefs and um, these restaurateurs just have to offer. So if you want to come eat, I'll, I'll take you out to eat. Um, but no, we, you know, we have to support these businesses. Because if we don't, who else will? No shade to the influencers. Do your thing. So my next question is, I heard that that Salt Bay guy wants to make a restaurant somewhere in Naples or like build one out there. And I was wondering if you guys know anything about that. Look, he's been in the news a lot recently for um, some things we may not want to talk about. So... If he wants to come out here, he, he could try. But, I mean, talking about media, his reputation's not the best right now. Other than, you know. I haven't heard one thing about him. Yeah, yeah, me neither. Um, if you want to enlighten us, so you know, we could put the news out on our first podcast. Well, you know, I'm not trying to spread no fake news either, so I should right. look it up before I speak. Right. But more or less, your story is going that he may not be paying, or his restaurant, let me correct myself, may not be paying all their uh, staff, all their tips. Stiffing people. Kind of sounds like DoorDash a little bit. Am I, am I right or wrong? I mean, DoorDash has been in the news for similar things. So. Honestly, I can't comment on that. I, I haven't. Can you talk about a little bit of the development of Southwest Florida and what, you know, you've seen that's improving or what you'd like to see to improve? Um, I'm pretty sure you guys, you know, essentially kind of talk about that in your business in regards to marketing, um, you know, to other uh, restaurants and all that. Yeah, we do. Um, I mean, I can only speak as long as I've been here, so I'm not sure what it was like like prior to me coming here, but 
since I've been here, the growth has been incredible. It's almost ridiculous to watch coming from an area that's a little bit more built up already. Like land is already taken out here. It's like you see trees one day, next day, all the cows are gone. All the leaves are gone and you got a whole new building. I mean, we're about to get top golf. We just got Dave and Buster's here in Fort Myers area. And just seeing that growth from like town center, not having uh, Chipotle and all that stuff on that end is no Starbucks, no Zaxby's. Those life sucked back then. I'm just saying. Back when we would go to Tallahassee just to have Zach. Yep. Yeah, yeah. I got, I got listeners. We got listeners also like that are in Southwest Florida, and they're probably like, "Wow, Top Golf, really?" But yo, that that's a really big deal here. That that Top Golf could bring essentially a lot of companies here too, and a lot and can draw a lot more people to living here. So, you know, we're we getting up there. It's just as little as little as a top golf. As I mean, look, Dave and but as little as a Krispy Kreme. Krispy Kreme's line was around the building for days. Yo, to be honest, I'm a I'm a big donut lover, and I have yet. I mean, I've had Krispy Kreme because I've gotten it for free, but I have yet to wait in that line. And I'm to me that's shocking because man, I love me some donuts. It's good. I I don't eat a lot of donuts nowadays, but. Those donuts are popping. How do you how do you not like donuts? How, who doesn't like donuts? Oh, I didn't say I don't like them. <laughs> Diabetics, <laughs> bruh, bruh. <laughs> yeah, so I kind of um, I'm a little curious to know because I know you post a lot on social media, um, and social media marketing to a lot of businesses is it's a pretty big deal. So can you talk about a little bit like on the challenges you faced? on it and like the benefits of it um social media is evolving that's definitely the first thing i could say about it i remember when i first got into my field like i mentioned instagram wasn't a thing i used instagram to edit edit some pictures from time to time like it wasn't somewhere you post you didn't have stories that's before snapchat before vine um and so to see where it's at now it's incredible but it's such a fluid kind of tool that we have. So it's really great, obviously, for getting the word out to anybody. You can be in Fort Myers and talk to somebody in China or somebody in Norway or something. You know what I mean? <coughs> Excuse me. And so it's obviously good for that. But when you get into, like, data privacy, that is where it really gets all the lines get crossed, I'll say. Um, and they all get in trouble. So Facebook gets in trouble for things. Google gets in trouble for things. Um, and then they have to change the rules. And once they start changing the rules, they'll do things like, we're going to get rid of likes. And for a lot of people, that's a measure of success. Like, if you don't have a lot of likes, I'm going to delete it. You keep your photos with six likes? Um, honestly, I, m- me personally, I don't really pay attention too much to the likes. I don't know about you, Nick. Um, I definitely pay attention to the likes, and if there's not enough likes on there, I'm deleting them for sure. Like, if my dog gets, like, two likes, which never happens, I'm deleting that picture. <laughs> but, but, um, but here's the thing. That's, like, personal, but, like, for business purposes, I understand why you would want to delete that. You know, after two likes, you're not really getting much engagement, right? Because does, doesn't the engagement factor, um, isn't it big? when uh in social media because like when if more people comment or like something then it's gonna 
probably pop up in somebody else's feed or something like that? Is that like how it works usually? Yeah, that's definitely one of the ways it works. Um, you know, if you like something and your friends will see like, oh, my friend like this or my other friend like that. So you, you get that little extra bit of exposure. Um, but for business, I mean, it's necessary. Social media is a two-way platform, right? You talk, I talk, we talk together. Somebody comes in and they start talking too. People get that opportunity to really speak to each other. And so they monopolize that, these businesses. So if you're not getting engagement, evidently people don't want to talk to you. Evidently you're not using this platform in a way that's about being social. So yeah, you're not going to get that reach either. And so for businesses who are already kind of on the negative side of getting likes and engagement, right? That's a problem because if you aren't constantly on it, which a lot of business owners just can't do, you might not get that reach. You might not get to 200, 2,000 likes. You might stay with 10, 15. And so it's real tough when they adjust things all the time. Um, yeah, you can usually target pretty detailed into what kind of people you're looking for. But it, it really starts before you even get online to do that, knowing who your customer base is. I mean, it's like you're selling baby clothes, but you're talking to everybody from age two to 16, or you're talking to people who are 65 and older. Like, does that make sense? Or are you gonna target the ages that most people have kids? You know what I mean? Um, it's that kind of knowing who's gonna be the one to buy your stuff. And then taking all that knowledge that you have and then putting that into social media saying, you know, I'm selling women's clothes. I'm going to target women who are um, this age to this age because that's who's going to wear it. Or if I'm a restaurant, I know that, yo, like I'm I'm Zaxby's and I know that I need to target all kinds of groups, especially looking at FGCU, a collegiate population, because those people are probably going to drive somewhere nearby they're going to get something that's less than 20 bucks, ideally less than 15 probably if you're on a budget in college or when you're not cooking, right? So it's just knowing who's actually going to buy your product and then forcing all of your, not all, but forcing a lot of your energy toward that. So that leads us to our segment, actually, because we know that media in general is a powerful tool. Am I right? So social media itself is super powerful because some of the things that you were saying earlier, like you knowing your target audience, determining whether or not how many likes uh, correlates with how much business you're going to get in the future, all that stuff is important. So our segment itself is plays around with media and how it's important to the portrayal specifically of men and women in society. So I know social media has a giant uh, role to play in this particular uh, segment. So we'll focus more so on just social media um, and the stereotypes that social media portrays men and women as. So can you just give us your thoughts about the topic itself and then we'll go into detail? Sure. I feel like in a general sense, what you see affects what you think or what you think you see affects what you think. Um, so in thinking about that, it's really important to portray the right thing or be very neutral or just offer a level playing field when you're portraying different people in different things, because it can be easy to get caught up in like this supermodel chick who always looks the same, no matter what kind of movie you're talking about, or like a really buff dude. But sometimes those things, um, you know, it's played out. There's more people. There's a lot of people in the world and we're all kind of a little different. 
and everybody needs that kind of FaceTime or else you start to think that, oh, if you're not big, buff and masculine, then you don't you're not like a manly man. Right. It's insecurity then basically. Right. That people feel because they see these posts on, oh, OK, um, this guy um, has a six pack of abs. That means I need one. And if I'm not getting it in the next month or two, I'm, I'm feeling like shit, you know. And also, when you talked about how companies need to know their demographic, like grouping people into different like types, for example, like if you want to market Latin food and only focusing on Latin food, you're not going to be successful because more than just Latin people eat Latin food. But now as a company, if you're thinking in these particular roles, now you can see where these stereotypes come from and like how it can be detrimental to just how people see themselves and how companies see themselves and things of that nature. And going back to what you said about masculinity, I know men are often stereotyped specifically about being masculine and what masculine actually means. But masculine is just described as qualities or attributes of men. We determine what those qualities and attributes are, not companies, not other people but your individual self determines what's masculine right right that's interesting perspective um, especially because i sometimes i think we feel like we have all the free will to do stuff but i think some of this stuff almost acts subconsciously in the back of your mind like you see it and you're not processing that that's your, your what you're getting conditioned to think but you do regardless so it's kind of this weird just a weird position to be in because i think that yeah we make up what we what we believe sometimes, you know, but at the same time, like if you see a bunch of people running, you're not going to be like, well, let me determine if this is a good or bad thing. Like 50 people running, I'm going one person running. They just an Instagram model trying to get fit. Just <laughs> don't, don't get me wrong. Like stereotyping is totally part of like just the human instinct just to figure out whether or not we're going to be safe or not. But we're more advanced than that. We're more advanced. We have consciousness. We have analytical thought. We should be able to see past stereotypes and be able to see other people's perspective for who they are, not as what type of person or what type or what they look like, uh, for instance. But you know what uh, area that of people that um, in terms of masculinity, I know in the Latin American culture specifically, they definitely need some help in defining what masculinity is and getting rid of the old term of what masculinity was because there's instances i was actually talking to my coworker today about it i was like hey daniel tell me a little bit more about what's masculine in cuba because he's from cuba so he gave me his perspective of what masculinity is for him as a cuban and he said actually that there's a big problem with masculinity there because even as like children if you are doing something that your parent doesn't seem or deem as masculine, you get disciplined for it. And I think that's something that is roots all long, like all over different cultures. But I know specifically in the, my culture, I'm Puerto Rican. If I was to do anything that wasn't like masculine or me acting like as a boy, um, I'll get punished for it. I'll get slapped on the hand or something would happen to me where my parents would be like, you know what? You're not acting right. Go get some juice. Go get something because you, you, you're not acting right. So <laughs> exactly. You better play with these cars. Um, so in terms of, you know, just being a woman, what do you think is the biggest stereotype as a woman? Uh, when you're scrolling through social media, you're like, damn, this again, you know? Damn. I mean, off rip, it's gotta be beauty standards. 
Because it's, it's very much like if you don't look like this or you don't look like that, you can't do X, Y, Z. You know, it's like, dang, I don't look like that. I can't be an Instagram model or I can't not even to say it like that because I don't want to sound condescending. But um, it's like if you don't look like this, then I can't be this person on Instagram who is showcasing all these brands. It's that, you know, it's not about who's already doing it or what they already look like. It's about bringing your individual, your flavor, your sauce, like what makes you special to that picture. And I just feel like it's all about the appearance for a lot of people. And it's a shame because I really want people to, like you said, see others for the person that they are, the mind that they have, not for their hairstyle or the tan that they got or their stuff. Like, you know, if they're wearing Gucci or Louis or whatever, like you want to wear Forever 21, that's cool, boo. You look good doing it. And they they need that business, too, because uh, dude says that they're about to do, uh, declare bankruptcy, too. So they need all the business that they could. Damn. Yeah, that's wild. Yeah, and um, it is it is crazy. Yeah, it's crazy how you mentioned that they want like like they they, they want to get known for like the hair they have and you know the beauty that they have. And I'm talking about like in for men too. And it's crazy how like we live in a world where you're getting like you're getting emotional and you're you feel like you're getting judged just by people just liking your picture. You know, you posting that to people that you don't even really interact with. You know, so you're living essentially kind of in a fake world because who are you? outside in the real world you know what i mean it's like it's crazy how it controls us so much on what we think and what we do it's scary because you like we were just talking about it seems like yeah i can make my own decisions but then you get caught up in it and before you know it you spent your whole day on facebook or twitter or wherever and then you're looking at your phone and thank god it tells you now like oh you you got eight hours of screen time and you're like dang really that's crazy but it, it happens no it's, I, i've been lately i've been trying to keep track of how much i've been on social media and lo, i'd be catching myself I'm like damn why am i why am i scrolling to this shit right now? <laughs> i definitely know what you're talking about because now that they have that feature where you can see how much screen time you're on your phone like sometimes you feel super guilty like being on your phone or being or doing something for so long other than you know being productive like the other day I was playing video games and then an alert pops up on my phone. Hey, you had like minus 4% in screen time. I was like, yeah, that's what I'm talking about. But then like the next week, it was like, it looks like you've been using your phone way more than you were last week. I'm like, damn, you're right. You know, I got to stay off Facebook. I got to stay off Instagram. I'm watching too many dog videos. Something's going on here. Yeah, that, 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 those dog videos get you just going and going off on a tangent, basically just scrolling through. Bro, I could literally watch a compilation film of just funny dog videos or funny animal videos and be purely. Oh, yeah. And they'll keep you in there, too. Endless scroll. You'll hit that video and you're just like, let me just keep looking at videos, watching people build houses at 2 a.m. <laughs> you know, it's a funny it's a funny thing. I have this really random fact, but it kind of correlates with what we're talking about. So I was like reading through articles earlier and I found the fact that was actually made me pretty happy. So I'm just going to read it verbatim. So it says corporations with women and minorities in leadership were more profitable, according to the global management consultants, McKinsey and Company, which concluded that the top 25 percent of companies with a gender diverse executive team were 21 percent more likely to experience above average profitability than companies in the bottom 25 percent. Tell me that's not crazy. Where'd you get that? 
I got that, <laughs> I got that off of uh, I don't know which specific website, but I know it was uh, about just facts and things that are happening in 2019. So this is actually super like recent. It's not something that I pulled out from like 10 years ago. I was specifically looking for things that were happening 2018, 2019. So things that are relevant now. And I could tell you for sure that women weren't in many leadership positions at companies like 20 years ago. Like nowadays, you're seeing women become CEOs of companies left and right. And that's a great thing to see because now you're seeing more perspective. You're seeing what a company can flourish to when it's not under the, you know, the grip of greed or grip of just men. Look at that stereotype. The group of men and the group of greed. It's, it's a fact. There's way more men in leadership positions and CEOs of companies in the world. You don't have to are. tell me. I definitely know that to be fact. Mm-hmm. But you know what? We're in the age of entrepreneurship. Everybody's doing their own thing. You guys are doing your own thing. And it's. I, I feel like a lot of women have started to do that, too. Like, you know what? I don't want to sit at your table. I'm going to go make my own table with my own dinner with everything I want. And that's just how you got to do it in 2019. It's like, we can't keep doing the same thing. I know how you feel. You know, it's funny. The first signs of that is like when you get curved real hard, just because like, you're just not on that level yet. You know what I'm talking about, Alan? No, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I get you. I get you. Like, I don't, I don't, I personally don't mind when like a woman is in power, you know, like I, I find that very attractive actually, you know, I don't feel like the man, like, yeah, okay, we have this masculinity thing. Um, but you know, I don't feel like the man should just take control of everything. So like, for, for instance, like if a woman wants to take me out to eat, if a woman wants to take me out to eat, I'm going to say, I'm going to say, yeah, let's, let's go. Like bet, you know, I'm, I'm not paying, you know, and I feel like that's okay. I personally feel like that's okay. And that's how it should be. See, you've just been socially conditioned to be like automatically two for 22 at Chili's. But then you're like, oh, wait, I'm not paying today. So I'm finna, I'm finna, get, I'm finna get like dessert, and <laughs> an extra dessert, you know what I mean? And probably like throw in, a, throw in a margarita or some shit, you know? It's actually funny, like, and I'm being totally honest right now, like I haven't had enough like women in my life that I've dated actually be like, hey, I'm going to pay for dinner tonight. Oh, hey, I'm going to pay for lunch. Oh, hey, I'm going to go ahead and get you something. Like, not many women in my life have done that for me in the past. And, like, when it first happened, I was like, you lying. I can get anything I want. I'm going to get this steak. Wait, hold up. It's not my money. Let me not be that selfish. And I ordered a steak anyway. <laughs> no, nah, I mean, don't get me wrong, though. I'm always the first one to offer to pay. And then she's like, no, I'll pay. And then I ask again, are you sure? I say, I say, are you sure? But in the back of my mind, I'm like, I really hope she says, <laughs> I really hope she's like, oh, okay, yeah, I'll pay. So I ask again, just for an insurance. Yes, I'll pay. Bet. Put my wallet away. It's super funny because I was in a situation where like I forgot my wallet at home and I was out on a date and I was like expecting to pay for everything. So I was like super like I all of a sudden turned like a ghost. And she's like, what's, what's wrong? And I was like, you're never going to believe this. And I'm so sorry. But I forgot my wallet at home. Can I just like cash wrap everything to you? And she was like, don't be silly. I got it. I was like so relieved to know that like I didn't have to pay for it. Woman listening, you got you should pay for your man's meal. You know, it's it's OK to pay for your man's meal. You know, we don't live in, in 1930 anymore where, oh, the man's got to do everything. Nah, man, like, you know, I'm I, I I guess like there's differences between men and women, and that's fine. But 
if you want to go out to eat and like, yo, you know damn well you're in the leadership role. You're making more money than your guy. Than your guy. Why? Why the hell is he gonna pay? I mean, you 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 can compensate that, you know. So take Y'all care of your, your man. Side. I look, ladies, take your man out. That's so against just equality at that point, right? So you got to pay for everything. That sounds crazy. See, I don't experience that because I'm on the other side. Oh, you. <laughs> you know, it's funny. Like I was at work today. This happened today. Um, a lady came into work. She was like, yeah, I want to buy the new iPhone XS Max for my boyfriend, but I don't want to finance it. I just want to buy it outright. And I'm like, that's a $1,200 phone right there. Like, who's the lucky man that's about to get this phone for $1,200 and not have to pay anything for it? You know what I mean? Because I ain't got that money money to just splurge like that. I'm financing that shit. Yeah, yeah. That, see, that, that's awesome. That's awesome, man. Like, you know, shout out to the woman who actually who do that, you know? And I'm not saying, yo, all the time you got to do it because, like, of course, like, I'm going I'm to pay for meals. I, I'm cheap, and I try to break that, and I've done a lot better in my, from my past life to now. But, you know, it's, it's good to spend money, man. Like, what, what do you... Like, I, I fucking hate money. You can't money. afford it, so you just... Hey, it's either you buy what you like and just be happy, or you buy something that you don't like and you just got to sit there like, man, I wish... But especially if you got it, yeah, you might as well. Yeah, like, when I die, I want other people to pay my bills for me. Like, as, mu- as fucked up as that sounds, like, I don't want, like, to have money left over. I want all my money gone. Like, when I die, I want all my money gone. Like, I don't want no money left. I want to be able to, like, take a trip, like, to Australia or something, use all of my money, and then on the way back, knowing that I'm broke, just be like, ugh, and die. <laughs> Good plan, buddy. Good plan. Right, right before those student loans are due. Exactly, Sally Bang is shit for me. But anyways, you know, it's, you know, it's really funny. Well, not funny, but you know, it's actually interesting that in social media you see a lot of people just defending certain groups or just like all the groups. Like, social media is one of the top platforms where you could really make a change you could change somebody's total perspective or outlook on life just by using social media you know what i heard or matter of fact i read it on social media this morning it was this post and it said um it's it's funny how when people think about going back in time they're worried that one little thing would change the future but people right now aren't thinking that one little thing will change the future I was like mind blown. I was like, yo, what you smoking when you came up with that? But like, that's, it's real. Like the littlest thing you do, next thing you know, somebody got a job, somebody just like lost everything and they got a whole home again. Like, yeah, I, I like that you brought that up too because um, a lot of people are, are hesitant to, to do something or start something. And then when they're like 85, they're like, damn, I should have done that. You know, so, and I've, I've learned that a lot, too. I've been reading this book. Um, it's called The Power of Broke by Damon John. And he really went into in regards to, like, starting shit, even if you have, like, no idea. Because you don't know what it can lead to. You know, you have no idea what it can lead to. And um, the worst thing you want to have is just to start something. Well, not just keep thinking about it for years. Oh, I'm thinking about doing this. I'm thinking about doing this. And then you, do, you don't do shit with it. You know what I mean? That's, and that's, like, I feel like, what, like 90%, 80% of people in the world? Yeah, I have a perfect example of that. One of my coworkers, he, we just hired him because we were short-staffed. He ended up making a website because he lives in Everglades City, which I don't know if you know where that is. It was like in the middle of nowhere. 
Yeah. So he created this website, which is really nice for this like local restaurant that was there. Shout out to Tuki. Um, he created this website and he went from there. He started the website. He went to the people who owned the restaurant and showed them. I was like, hey, this is your this is your restaurant but a better version of your website because the website you have now is not attractive. And he showed that to them alongside doing some other things. He bought like tablets and was able to like put their whole like hosting system on uh, tablets to be able to see people. He also like bought a drone so that he could be able to like uh, take video and pictures of certain areas in Everglades city and promote that. And he put together like this contract for this restaurant and now he's making money every single month for doing something that he created himself that no one told him to do, but he created himself and now he's the boss. You know what I mean? Like that's dope to me. Like to be able to go and have the balls to just go to a restaurant and be like, Hey, I think you could be working on this and negotiate a deal out of it where you're making money every month. That's all, all it takes is a conversation and you never know until you ask. So the advice to everybody that's listening, if you have something you're working on content, if you're a great singer, um, just go out, create, do something, and then just believe in yourself, right? Right, right. And uh, some people are hesitant. This I'm tie this back into social media, where they look at the other person do something, and it's like, damn, that looks dope. That's kind of discouraging me to do because I'm not as good as that. It's like fuck, fuck whatever, fuck whatever they're doing. Well, not fuck what they're doing, but like when you kind of get in the mindset where you don't care what other people think, and you're doing it out, out of the love of what you're trying to accomplish then then it's all gonna fly straight you know it might take some time if you have the time the opportunity to create something you know do it do it fuck fuck however much it costs you um you know what other people think the negative thoughts that other people can think about it like just do it nike said it best it's funny uh, as you were talking a random fact popped in my head again and i figured out where i got that fact from it was from women's media center um but according to women's media center uh, a study from there it shows that 60 percent of online news is written by men and 40 percent is by women so if you're scrolling through any type of media more likely than not a man wrote it so you gotta be extra careful in what it says and be that's really interesting yeah yeah, now I'm probably going to go like, okay, you know when you go on social media and somebody posts an article, and if you don't read the date, you ain't noticed it was from 2012. So now it's like you read the date. Now I'm going to start reading the author because I don't always look at their name and like what's their background or what the, where are they from, what do they look like. Yeah, like some of the, like it's crazy, like some of the articles that have like your identical perspective, like you'd be read something like, wow, that's something like I feel like I would say. You look at the author and it'll be someone who is not even closely like either related to you, it looks like you, or it'll be someone the opposite of you. And you'd be like, wow, I can't imagine like someone being totally identical in my perspective. That's so cool. And that is a literal example of looking beyond what somebody looks like and just seeing them for what they think and who they are. Because you could look at who they were beforehand, but you didn't until you already knew that, wow, this person's really on par with what I'm thinking. Let me go check that out. And boom, stereotype, blown up. Can I say blown up? We're not at the airport. Yeah, you can definitely say blown up. All right, so Vanessa, thank you so much for taking your time to come out with us and, and talk, just BS around. But it was awesome having you here as a guest. Thank you for having me. This is an experience. And 
it's special because you're our first guest at Toast to the Goodfellas. If we had, if we had a soundboard, we'd do that. Dun, 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 dun. We'd do the horns. We'd do the horns. But before we let you go, we're going to start this tradition here of just asking a simple question. Are you ready for this? All right. If you were going to give a toast to the future of Southwest Florida, what piece of advice would you want to provide to those who are listening? I will say toast to Southwest Florida. For those of us here now, it's not going to be the same later, and it shouldn't be. Embrace change. Create the change. Be the innovators. And don't ever get stagnant or just caught up in everything is good as it is, it can always be better. And that better is not going to come until you make it happen. Awesome. Thank you again, Vanessa, for coming out. Yeah, love it. Um, hey, Just uh, if you want to give a quick uh, shout out, if people want to follow you on IG Definitely. or Facebook. Um, so if you would like to follow me, I truthfully am probably on Instagram the most. So find me at, at she period eats 239 she period eats 239 that's where you'll find me on my stories um but if you want to catch me on facebook that's cool too it's vanessa fernandez and if you don't know where to find me or there's too many because i realize fernandez real common name um find me in the where to eat 239 group i'll be there i'll be talking about food and me and you can talk about where we're going to eat yeah y'all want to take your dates somewhere very nice i suggest you follow that um where to eat 239 follow vanessa vanessa again thank you so much for joining us all right toast to the good fellas you can follow us on social media our ig toast to the good fellas that's toast the number two the good fellas our facebook toast to the good fellas there you can leave us feedback send us questions send us links if you want to be a part of our podcast you can go ahead and give send us an email it's toast to the good fellas at gmail.com this is Toast to the Goodfellas. If you didn't get the message the first time, I am your co-host, Nicholas. And I am your co-host, Alan. I mean, you could follow my personal IG, too, Alan underscore Tercios. But we are the Goodfellas, y'all. We out. <laughs>